Turn your Bibles, if you will, to Matthew 28. Let's all stand in honor of God's Word. I'm going to read the first ten verses here. And we have made it through the last week of Jesus. We've made it through his crucifixion, and now we're at the resurrection. The bad thing about resurrection is you have to go through death to get to resurrection. And, uh, but here we are. We're at resurrection. Let's begin. Chapter 28, verse 1. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. That would have been, that would have been something, wouldn't it? How's it going? <laughs> what? Yeah. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. They will see me. There they will see me. They will see me. They will see me. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and thank you for what we've been able to be a part of already today. And Father, we pray that as we go into your word for just a moment, that we would see you. And Father, today there's some folks that just need to see you. And Father, I pray that you would help us to get to the place to where we can see you. And sometimes, Father, that requires us moving from where we are. And sometimes, as we've talked about, it's inconvenient. But it's worth it to get to where we can see you. And so, Father, help us to get there so we can see you. We love you and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. They come to the grave and I think it's interesting that the angels don't go about a bunch of, give them a bunch of clues and say, well, because we have the stone rolled away, because the grave is empty, because you see these things, you will believe that Jesus is alive. I want you to know this morning that evidence will not convince people that Jesus is alive. You can give them all the evidence in the world. You can tell them all the facts. You can do everything you want to do. Them. You, can, you can say all these things and they will never believe it. People have to see Jesus. And Jesus completely just bypasses all of those things and the angel comes and says, you're going to see him. You're not going to see any more facts. You're not going to see any more evidence. You're going to see him and you're going to be in the presence of him. And so he says, go on and go on to Galilee and there you will see him. And I want you to remember something this morning as we've gone through and been uh, going through uh, this last few few weeks, 
there's sometimes there's themes in the Bible, and once they get started, you see them, and then you start seeing them over and over again. The first thing is they were looking for Jesus. They came to the they were they came to the grave, and they were looking for them, and they went out of their way to see him. And lots of people say, "Well, I never see Jesus." I want to ask you this morning: Are you looking for Jesus? Too often we just want to have an emotional experience or we just want to come and maybe we come on the church on Sunday and we hope to get a, a, some sort of a feeling in our heart or, or something to give us a, a boost to get us through the rest of the week. I want to ask you, do you want to see Jesus? Or do you just want to have a feeling or do you just want to have something that, that maybe just makes you feel a little bit better for the moment? Or do you want to see Jesus? You see, we say we want to see Jesus, but we don't really look for him very much. If you look for Jesus, you will see him. As you see in this story we talked about last Sunday, we talked about sometimes it's inconvenient when we worship. And I heard that all week long. Pastor, it was really inconvenient for me to come tonight. But you know what? I never heard anyone say this week, I wish I hadn't come. I've never gone to church. There's been lots of times that I went to church and it was inconvenient. But I can never remember a time when when I got done, I said, boy, I wish I had stayed at home. It doesn't matter how bad the preaching was or the singing or anything else. When you make the effort, you will see Jesus. And so we've talked about, last week we talked about the inconvenience of worship. You want to talk about inconvenience, about inconvenience of going to see Jesus. They have to travel from Jerusalem to Galilee. Now, Israel is not a big country at all. You can drive from front to back of that thing. You can drive. But from Jerusalem to Galilee is about 80 miles as the crow flies. It's 80 miles if you ride a donkey. It's 80 miles if you walk. It's 80 miles from Jerusalem. If you walk it like they would have been doing, it's between a five to seven day journey. Pretty inconvenient, wouldn't you say? If you want to see Jesus, you're going to have to make an inconvenient trip to Galilee. And if you notice that they, they, you don't, if you ask your kids, you ever ask your kids to do something? I tell you what, I, my, my daughter, who is not my favorite, is living in my house with me, with her four kids, and she is getting lower and lower on the favorite list all along. There's this red bracelet in the floor, and I walked around that thing ten times this morning. I said, can someone pick up this bracelet? And you know what she said to me? Won't you pick it up? It was just so inconvenient for the children who own it to pick that thing up. And, we're, and, you, and if you ask anybody, you know, yes, her, and her little kids are good. They're good little old kids. Hey, can you go do this? <laughs> now all They all do it at once. They do everything at once. If, if they say something, oh, isn't this pretty? They all go, oh, together. Hey, can you go do this for me? Oh, it's, all, it's inconvenient. It's inconvenient. If someone said to you, said, okay, now you want to see Jesus, but you're going to have to walk and camp for five to seven days before you can see him. I don't think our first 
I think our first response would be like my little grandkids. Oh, oh. Do you understand that? How bad do you want to see Jesus? What would you do to see Jesus? And they don't act like, I mean, you don't hear any sighs or anything from the disciples. I don't guess it talks about it, but apparently it didn't bother them because they left. They were so, they so badly wanted to see Jesus. They didn't say around the tomb. Do you know that there's, that now in Jerusalem, there are people going through that garden and looking at that tomb hour after hour after hour after hour. The disciples didn't stay there and go, you know what? We ought to open up a gift shop and do tours at this place. I'll just stay here. They didn't do that. It doesn't talk about them milling around the tomb and saying, well, I wonder what happened to him. Wonder, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, they wanted to see Jesus. They didn't want to see evidence. They wanted to see him. They didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to sing songs about it or read about it. They wanted to see Jesus. And so they took the inconvenient trip to see Jesus. And I think sometimes in our minds, we say, I want to see Jesus. Really? Because if you want to, sometimes it's inconvenient to do that. Sometimes it takes you stopping and doing some things that you might not normally do. You may need to stop and get in his word a little bit longer. You may need to get up earlier in the morning. You may need to fast a few days. And some of you have fasted 40 days for something. My little granddaughter, the other night, day she was sitting in the car and she goes, three days and this is over. And I said, what? She goes, I ain't had gum in 37 days. And I said, well, you're not getting credit for that because you told me. <laughs> she started crying. I didn't tell her that. But it's true. She ain't getting credit. I mean, she, ain't, she said it. You're not supposed to tell what you're fasting. 40 days without gum. She, I think maybe in 40 days she might have learned something. If you take and say, I want to see Jesus and decide that you're going to make the trip. And sometimes I'm, I'm finding this out. I'm telling you, I think there's this thread through the Bible. I, I can't find anything convenient about the worship of God. Richard, have you ever seen anything convenient in the Bible? God does not make it convenient. You know why? Because convenient doesn't make anything special. And this relationship we have with him, sometimes in the most inconvenient, and when it's most inconvenient is when he speaks the loudest. And so if they stayed in Jerusalem, get this, they wouldn't have seen him. They would not have seen him. And I think sometimes we're like, oh, I want to see Jesus, but I don't want to leave Jerusalem. And you know what happens? You know why you're not seeing God? Because you're not doing the inconvenient things. You're not doing what it takes. Sometimes he says, you know, you might need to get up and go to church. You might need to get up and crack the Bible every now and then. You might need to get on your knees and pray. You might need to do something in this relationship so that I would see you. Seeing Jesus was all that mattered to them. It wasn't the learning about him. It wasn't the remembering what had happened. It was seeing him that moved them, that moved them to action. 
And there's places where you can see Jesus. You can see Jesus at church. You can see Jesus in the Bible. You can see Jesus throughout your day if you're looking for him. And I want to ask you, do you want to see Jesus? Do you write in time in your calendar? I don't know what your calendar looks like, but most people have a calendar. You got something on your phone. You ever put any times in there and you say, okay, I'm just going to have me some Jesus time. My wife was talking to Brenda Waller the other day or somebody. Brenda took like a, I don't know what it was. I don't know how many days it was. And she said, I'm getting, I'm getting away. Mostly to get away from Bo. I understand. We all understand. We understand. That's okay. She said, I'm going to get away and I'm going to see Jesus. It was fantastic, wasn't it? She, she told my wife. Now my wife's like, I got to get away. I was like, you're leaving this? <laughs> she ran away screaming. I don't know. Anyway. But sometimes you might just say, you know, hey, look, I'm going to put on my calendar. You know, the things that you write down, you usually do. You might ought to write down and say, hey, today I'm going to get away with Jesus. 45 minutes, an hour, whatever you're going to do. Maybe try to write. You say, I have trouble doing that. I have trouble waking up or whatever I do. Keep doing it and it'll become a habit. I was talking to uh, uh, Helen Letterman and she said, the little book that we read, little book that we read helped me so much because I'm getting up and I'm doing it. And she saw, she sought out Jesus. You've seen him, haven't you, Helen? You start looking and you start seeing. And I think sometimes too often, I think too often we say, I want to see Jesus in this. And we think that if I want to see him, boom, he's going to show up. But sometimes he asks us to do some things that are inconvenient. What would happen if I gave up some of my sleep You might see Jesus. What would happen in your marriage if you both quit fighting each other and started both of you looking for Jesus? Quit seeing what's wrong with your mate and quit seeing what's wrong with your husband or quit seeing what's wrong with your wife and both of you start looking for Jesus at the same time. You know when we all start doing things together, if we have a cause, even if we don't like each other, if we both do the cause together, it starts drawing us together. I don't know if you remember, but this is a long time ago, but on on 9-11, people put aside every difference they had and they just mourned together. People who didn't even like each other, if they were doing the same thing together that day, it drew them together. Husband, wife, maybe you're not getting along very good. Both of you say, I'm going to see Jesus and see if that helps. Now, some of you might say, well, I'd seek Jesus if he'd make my husband better. Or I'd seek Jesus if he'd make my wife better. Well, you seeking Jesus ain't going to change them, but it might change you. I want to see Jesus. The disciples had got to a place where they were completely broken. And all they wanted to do was see Jesus. Do you understand where they're at? Have you ever, have you ever put money in something and thought that it was going to be the greatest thing ever poured yourself poured poured all your life into something then all of a sudden it just crashes these disciples i don't think they had any money but they had poured three years of their life into something that they knew was going to be the greatest thing ever if you were here on wednesday night we heard judas talk about 
And now David Day, his name is no longer David. We've changed it to Judas. All the great people in the Bible, their names were changed. And so we're going to change yours to Judas. Judas floor covering. That'll be, that'll really bring them in. David always plays Judas for it. And Judas said, he said, I had this, this is the way I thought it was going to be. And I, and I worked at this and this is the way I thought it was going to do. And then it didn't work out that way. It didn't work out that way. And Peter, he was there for a little while, and then he, he denied Jesus, and then you don't see Peter anymore. You don't see any of them. They're all gone. Everything is falling apart. They're in this dark, dark place. And two of the ladies go to the grave, and they say, we want to see, see, you know, they were just checking on him to make sure everything was okay. And he goes, you want to see me? Tell them, that they, tell them if they'll meet me in Galilee that they'll, that they'll see me. You imagine what that felt like when they heard that? What? What? He's dead. <laughs> I saw him. We was walking in the garden. He said, yo. <laughs> I don't care what this says. That's what he said, Yo. Probably yo, yo, yo. No, I don't, no, that's not what he said. He said, greetings. Because Jesus spoke old English. That's how he, greetings, thou disciple of mine. That's how he spoke. No, anyway, he said, greetings. We saw him. We saw him. We saw him. And he said, if you want to see me, if you want to see me, go here and you know what happened when they got to Galilee they saw him they went the inconvenient road can you imagine the first night because they had to camp together the first night they stop they pull over the Winnebago they all get out no <laughs> They're carrying their whatever. They're probably just sleeping on whatever they got on. They're sitting around the fire. Do you think we'll really see him? I saw him dead. I did too. I said some terrible things. I denied him. We know, Peter, you're terrible. Oh, no. The next night, well, we've gone a long way. Do you, you really think we'll see him? The next night, the next day, every day, walking and thinking and talking. And do you think? Do you think we'll see him? Has anybody here walked eight days, six, five or six days straight? Anybody? Has anybody ever done that? I can't imagine that. But I think when I sometimes when I walk, and as you can tell, I don't do that very much. But if you get to walking a long ways, I mean, your brain starts. I wonder if. I wonder if this is really going to... And they walk and they camp and they walk and they camp and they talk while they're eating and they... Are we really going to see him? I really need to see him. Think how Peter felt. He had denied him and everything's crashed down around him I really I really need to see him so I can talk to him I don't even know if he'll talk to me after what I've done 
I've, I've denied him. I don't, know, I don't know if there's any hope for me. You ever get in a place like that? I don't know if there's any hope for me. I don't know if, I don't know if God will take me back. I don't know if Jesus would even take me back, but I'm going to go see. I'm going to go see. Sometimes you feel that way, don't you? Sometimes you get to that place. I don't, I don't even know if he'll even want to see me, but I'm, I want to go see if he'll still have me. It's one of the greatest stories of forgiveness that ever was. When Jesus sees him, he just scoops him up. I don't even know if Peter said anything, but he knew, he knew. It's sort of like the prodigal son story. He hasn't even got it out of his mouth, and he just scoops him up and goes, let's just, it's done. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I need to see him. You say, Pastor, that's 2,000 years ago. We can't see Jesus. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. I told this story at the funeral the other day. This has been a difficult week for us. I know it's been a difficult week for the bakers. But it's been a difficult week for us as the church. It's been we went from low we we went from lows to highs and lows and highs because we've been worshiping together and we have times when we're like we've been in the presence of God and then we remember what's going on in our lives and it's up and down and up and down and it's just been kind of an emotional it's been a terribly emotional week and I shared this story at the funeral I I didn't know what I was going to say at Richard's funeral I had no idea where I was going to go with that I had no idea and I'd talked to Angela and I'd talked to Richard's brother and on Monday Monday was it Monday 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 I'm up with Doris at her surgery and waiting for Doris to come. Doris was in another building, was coming over to this building. I wasn't even in the waiting area. I was just out in the lobby. And I'm sitting there and Ronnie and Noah walk in. And it's kind of, you ever see somebody completely out of context and you're not expecting them? And, and I was like, hey, what are you doing here? And they're like, hey, what are you doing here? And I said, well, you know, I'm waiting on Doris, you know. And, and uh, Noah had a pain management thing and, I'd been praying. I'd been praying, God, show me. God, show me. God, show me. Please, God, show me. I need, I need you to show me what I'm, what I'm supposed to do here. God, I really need to see you. I really need to see you. Now, I was sitting there talking to Ronnie, and we were talking about two completely, we weren't talking about anything. And Ronnie knew that, I was, I was telling him when the services was, and we were talking about that. And all of a sudden, I mean, just like this, God says, won't you ask Ronnie? I said, Ronnie? Do you know Ronnie? I'm not sure you even made Ronnie. I mean, no. I was just like that. Ask Ronnie. I want you to know, I gave Ronnie a really hard time, but I have a, real, I have a, I have a lot of respect for him. And so I said, Ronnie, I said, you know what we're doing on Wednesday, and I said, got any scripture that maybe I could go to on that? And Ronnie looked at me as serious as he could, and he said, nope. 
what? But I knew God had, I was like, and God, it was just like God said, you, you think it's just by accident that you and Ronnie met here? It's not just an accident that you and Ronnie, Ronnie's supposed to be here and you're supposed to ask him. And so I asked him and nothing, nothing from Ronnie. A couple hours later, Ronnie texted me and he said that him and Noah had been talking and they'd been talking back and forth and kind of together they came up with this scripture that was, I think it was exactly what it was supposed to be. And I saw Jesus, wasn't it, Angela? He was right. And I saw Jesus. You understand? I was sitting. I was sitting in the in, in the in the in the waiting room. I mean, in the vestibule of, of a building, and 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 I saw I saw Jesus move and work, and He spoke to me, and and it was in the person of Ronnie, but I saw Jesus, and I heard Him, and I knew it was Him. And I don't know where you are this morning, but there's some of you that may be like where these disciples are. And you're in a dark place. And maybe you've been looking, but you haven't seen him yet. Keep looking. Keep looking. Because I want you to know this morning that the story of Jesus is not just about an empty tomb. And it's not about a cross on a hill. And it's not about seeing evidence. It's about seeing Jesus. And if you look, you will see him. And some of you need to see him today. I want to tell you something. Keep looking because he will be seen I want us to stand this morning I want the praise team to come we're going to open up the altars this morning I know this is resurrection Sunday and we're we're celebrating the the power of the resurrection but the power of the resurrection is that it changes us where we're at the disciples were in a very low dark place and all of a sudden they see Jesus in Galilee It was a trip to get there, but they got there and they saw him. If it was just you and me in my office this morning and I said, do you need to see Jesus? I don't want you to answer out loud, but how many of you would say yes? Some of you would probably say, I really, Pastor, I really need to see Jesus. My second question is, are you looking? Now be honest, are you looking? And you might say, I really haven't. Okay, look. Start looking. Maybe your first step looking this morning might be just a trip down to the altar. Just to say, God, I need to see you in my life. I need to see you this morning. If I could just see you this morning. You say, well, Pastor, that's kind of inconvenient. I got this new dress on. I got this new suit on. Or I got new clothes on. There's a lot of people around me. And it would be hard for me to get out of my seat. I would have to ask people to move. And that would be really inconvenient that might be just what you need this morning the word says you can see Jesus do you need to see Jesus this morning we're going to sing if you would like to pray this morning come as we sing